Well, greetings and salutations, Super Review Show fan base. Welcome to another episode of tonight's Mixed Bag, coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined, as always, by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? Yes, yes. By the way, everyone, just a friendly reminder. We the best podcast. We the best podcast. And by the way, we the best music. DJ Khaled. Anyways. Oh my god, we're off to a terrible start, but anyways, yeah, we got just a desist order about that, so we can't do that. No, we can't do that. Uh, hopefully, you all are doing well tonight. Hopefully, I was doing well, of course. But we are we have a special topic tonight. Bill, what is tonight's topic? Okay, we have an interesting topic for you folks tonight. Yes, okay. JT, I want to ask you a question. Yes, Bill. Okay, let's see What's if you can question? figure out the answer here. I'd love to. Okay, what does gremlins? Beetlejuice, Jaws, Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Doom, and Temple of Doom, and Frozen, Inside Out, and Kung Fu Panda all have in common. What do those six movies all have in common? I don't know, Bill. You're going to have to tell me. They're all rated PG. Wow. That's all six crazy. of those movies are rated PG. Well, well, that leads us what into tonight's topic, which tonight's is topic is we're going to be talking about how the MPAA gets it wrong. Yes, and what films that they have messed up on, in our our opinion, based on certain subject matter in the film. The MPAA, which stands for for those of you who live outside of the United States, our international viewers, we love you. We love you all. We do. MPAA for our international viewers stands for Motion Picture Association of America. They're the ones that determine the ratings of the film. Yes, sir. Um, I know if we have anyone watching from anywhere else in the globe, tell us what your country's rating system is. We'd be interested to know. Please um, do. Yeah, so we are going to be talking about movies that got ratings that were... Mm, yeah, no, no. This is going to be some these, these very movies, interesting stuff. Say today, like the movies that we talked about, that we just told you about, yep. and some other ones. Let's just say today they would probably be at least PG thirteen, if not R. Yes, correct, Bill. So, okay, which one should we start with? Well, I was thinking since I mean, let's let's go back to how PG thirteen came about, shall we? think we should talk about the two that let's talk about the two films that launched the movement for parents to say we need another rating system in the u.s let's talk about indiana jones and the temple of doom one of the best of the franchise truthfully let's talk about temple of doom ladies and gentlemen this movie and I'm, you can share your thoughts in a sec bill my the film, if you have not seen the movie, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the rating on this movie is, as my screen went blank, is actually rated PG, but in reality, this movie is really a PG-13 film. At Heavily least. PG. At least PG-13. There are some scenes in this movie that I was in shock. Shock, I tell you. As a young person, like, why is this PG? And thus, the MPA made it a PG-13 rating because one of this is one of the films that they was the cause of it. Bill, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. 
Yes. By the way, rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. Yes, um, Olivia Newton-John, we miss you dearly. God bless you. But anyway, yeah, this movie, like, I remember a scene that made me sort of, like, grossed out was this scene when they were sitting down for dinner and they're eating chilled monkey brains. Yep, and they're eating, like, snakes and eels. Yeah. I wonder how monkey brains taste. What do you think, JT? I, I, I'm not really willing to try it, Tristan, because I, I, I like monkeys. Monkeys are cool. Yes. And also, we have to talk about it. That scene when somebody's heart is like literally ripped out of their chest. Yeah. Mola Ram, literally. Kalimar. Kalimar. Yeah, this is not a PG film, ladies and gentlemen. This is definitely PG. They're heavy PG-13. At the least. fact that Molaram just ripped the guy's heart out. That's terrible. Blue, it was slightly bloody, too. I mean, you could tell it was fake, but still, that's just like, you know. Oh. Yeah, that was really... It was... I remember watching this. I'm like, this movie got away with a freaking PG rating? I know. Very shocking. This movie got... Well, it was the 80s. It was a different time. Very different time. But I'm like sitting there thinking, this movie got away with being PG? Yeah, and thus parents were outraged. Like, we can't have, back in the 80s, people like, we can't have this movie as a PG. Think of the children! Oh my goodness, we have to create a new rating for all of the people. And I I just want to say, and you know what, just note to anyone, if you don't want your kids watching a movie like this, then guess what? Don't let your kids watch it. It's that simple. Amen, Bill. Amen. And, and like, Preach. listen, we can't speak from that perspective because neither of us have children, so we can't speak from that perspective. That but is true. It's like you don't need to have the MPAA do your job for you. Exactly. Like, if you If you don't want your kids to see a movie that you think is inappropriate, don't let them see it. Like, you don't literally, want to see it. Be a parent. <laughs> like you can put in like on streaming services, you can put like I think you can put like child blocks and stuff. Actually, I just found out on Disney Plus because they're putting all the, the Netflix Disney shows on there and the Punisher might be coming back and all those other titles. Those shows are gonna have parental locks on them. You can put yeah, parental locks on them. You have to do them. a double confirmation, like you have to put in your stuff twice. Yeah, so the kids don't get in and watch like, like if Jessica you don't Jones do it twice, they, you still have like everything else. But yeah, y- if you want to do do like the Marvel shows or like for instance, they're gonna put in um like Logan and Deadpool. You're gonna yeah, have Deadpool to- and Logan are coming to Disney Plus, so those are R rated movies. So yes, you are gonna have to put that. In. So yeah, you can you can put parents, you can put child blocks on your streaming services. It is true, parents. If you're out there listening to us, us young adults, do it. <laughs> it's more along the lines of first keeping your kids nice and brains healthy, if you will. Yeah, and like, listen, and I will say this, and, and I just got to say this again. We're not really in the position to be talking about this because we're two childless young adults. But again, at the end of the day, I will say it should be up for the parents to decide whether they think a movie is appropriate for their children or not. I completely agree. Like, if you think, like, I remember when I was young. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. You're good. When I was young, so much younger than today. Um, I remember if there was a movie that was like PG-13 or R and I wanted to see it, like, my, 
like my mom, she would, this is what my parents would do. They would say, okay, well, we're not going to see when it's out in theaters. When it comes to like DVD or pay-per-view, how about this? Like first view in, you watch it with me or your father. And then after that, you can watch whatever, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Like that's what my parents, and I think that was a fair compromise. I would say so. The first view and you watch it with me and with me or your dad. And then after that, you can watch it on your own. I mean, I'm not your dad, but I totally would get behind that. What was that? I'm not your dad, but I would get behind that. I mean, that, that makes sense to me. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Totally. And, but, um, but yeah, this was one of them. One of them we'll get to the other one. We'll get to in a second, but yeah, I can see why this caused a new rating. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's got not a lot of blood, but some blood, the heart coming out of the guy's chest. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the chilled monkey brains. And the chilled monkey brains. And the, and the, the, the eating of like snake food and like, oh, it's terrible. AJT, snakes. Why did it have, it to, have be to be snakes? snakes. Ay, ay, ay. But oh, I agree. Yeah. So anything else on Temple of Doom? No, other than that, other than other than that, this is the movie that one of the two movies that definitely prompted parents to say, "We need a new rating." Back in the eighties, everyone's like, "Ozzy Osbourne's scary," you know. It was a different time period, so instead yeah. of today, it's only gotten crazier. But, um, so, but Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is definitely one of them. And the other one was, you know, one of my favorite movies. He's so cute. First of all, look at him. Kismo. We're talking about gremlins, ladies and gentlemen. So cute. Oh, he's driving his little car. He's so cute. Gizmo is the best. Gizmo is so cute. Oh, look, Gizmo with baby Yoda. Oh, Gizmo might be the offspring of future baby Yoda. That's true. There we go. But anyway, um, okay. Gremlins, which was released in 1984. Fun fact, you know what movie was also re- was released on the same day? What movie? If there's something strange in the neighborhood, who are you going to call? <gasps> Ghostbusters was released the same day? Gremlins and Ghostbusters was released on the same day. Oh, all right. Pop quiz. Really quick. If, 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 yeah, if it's 1984, which would you go see first? Hmm. Good question. Right. That is a coming out the same day. What do you go? What do you go see first? Okay, and I have no knowledge of either of these movies. Okay. Oh, are we yeah, going yeah, on that you've, standard you've, that I have no knowledge of these movies? You've seen the trailer, and that's it. I would probably go see Ghostbusters first. Okay, and then redeem yourself with Gremlins, or no? With Gremlins. Sorry, Gizmo. Um, oh, Gizmo. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, but, but both are great. Both are great. But yeah. But anyway, yeah. Okay, so. You guys all heard me talk about this movie before. For those who've never seen it, we might have to do a commentary on this one day. Um, I think we should. Yeah. Gremlins commentary coming soon. Yes, coming soon to the YouTube channel. But anyway, Gizmo is a magua. He's this little guy. Oh, he's so cute. And, And he gets, he's presented as a gift to to Billy, played by Zach Galligan. But there are three rules. Rule number one, 
don't put him in in the light. He hates bright light, but don't put him in sunlight. It'll kill him. Rule number two, don't get them wet. You get them wet, they multiply. And the third and most important rule, no matter how much they beg, no matter how much they cry, don't ever feed them after midnight. And what and happens in the movie? Guess how many rules they break? All three. They break all three rules. And guess what happened when you especially break number three? Oh, no, Bill, what happens? This one. They become these guys. They become gremlins. Yeah, like, and it, did you know originally, in the original script, Gizmo was supposed to be evil? I did not know that. This little guy was supposed to be evil. Um, he was supposed to be evil? No. I think in the original script, he was supposed to become one of the gremlins. That's and he was supposed and they were supposed to terrorize the town. And the body count was actually bigger. Oh, geez, really? In the script? Yeah, in the original draft, Pete Cor- Pete, played by Corey Feldman, Billy's friend. Okay, um, it's weird that a 20-something year old is hanging out with like a 12-year-old. That's a little strange, but yeah, a little bit. In the original script. Pete was actually supposed to die. The Gremlins was actually supposed to kill him. Oh, my God. And in the... And Billy's mom was actually supposed to die. Stripe was supposed to kill her. Oh, my God. Like, okay, and here's, like, the scene that caused the PG-13 rating. Um, yeah. One of them. Um you probably have seen this scene, okay, after the brilliant geniuses in this movie. Guys, three rules. How easy, how, how dense do you have to be to not listen to these damn rules? They're easy to follow. Don't put them in sunlight. Don't get them wet. Don't feed them after midnight. I, I, but you know what? You know what? What's weird though? Like, when can you feed them? Once you think about it, JT, when can you feed them? During the day? That's a good point. Because I'd probably say about noon. And they I'd have that noon. 12 hour window. Oh, yeah. I'd say noon. I think I think noon is a good time for them to start eating. I agree. But anyway. But no, there was a scene like when a bunch of the Magwas who got wet. And they ate, and Gizmo was the only one who didn't eat after midnight because he's a good boy. But anyway, um, he's a good boy. He's a good magua. But anyway, um, oh, I love that scene when they show the cocoons and his cute little voice. Uh oh. And so anyway, they take so they take one of the cocoons to a middle school biology teacher. You know, you can't take him to a professional, I guess. You can take him to a middle school bio teacher. But anyway, um, one of the cocoons hatch. Billy gets the call that they're hatching and he runs down to the school and he sees that once the cocoon is hatched, it's one of these things. 
Oh boy. And then he calls his mom. He goes, Mom, they've hatched. Get out of the house. And then and then you hear the the record because it takes place during Christmas. You hear the song, Do You Hear What I Hear? And then it's like, huh? Oh, what? I didn't put the record player on. And then you see, and then you see the gremlin sitting there eating the cookies that that Billy's mom made. And then she starts throw and then he starts throwing dishes at him at her. And and then he and then she starts like stabbing him. And then she um and then he throws her and then he she throws him into a microwave, puts the microwave on, the gremlin explodes in the microwave. And then and then there's a scene, Billy comes home, gremlin pops out of the Christmas tree and starts attacking him. The new movie, When Christmas Trees Attack. Doesn't that sound like a new holiday classic, JT? When Christmas trees attack. Oh, yeah. But anyway, they throw... They... Then they throw... um, And then he throws one of the gremlins into the fireplace. And it burns off his skin. And, you know, the gremlins do other mischievous things about 99.9 percent of them not legal <laughs> in a decent society yeah um not like they have these older people who are friends of theirs and the gremlins take a freaking snow plow and drive it through their house oh man oh man i <laughs> they literally take the snow plow and drive it through their house <laughs> and and I, yeah, and they just run amok and wreak havoc. But, yeah, so uh, this was one of the movies. Yeah. That, that, um, that in Temple of Doom is one of the movies that caused the PG 13 rating. Yes, it's because it's, it's true. There's actually, it, have you ever seen the sequel Gremlins 2, the new batch? I have not. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Well, there's a scene when when a when a mom is dragging a daughter, her daughter out of the movie theater. So, this is garbage. Why are you showing things like this? That was actually based off a real life incident. Oh, really? When the okay. first Gremlins came out, a mom actually ripped her daughter out of the movie and com- theater and complained to the movie theater. Oh, jeez. And again, you don't have to scream at theaters and tell them that your little angel can't watch this when you should be the freaking parent and tell them and say, no, you can't watch this. Amen, Bill. God, I, I am going to get a lot of people pissed off at me tonight, but I don't care. But anyway, um, hey, you're right, though. That's the thing. Yeah. But anyway, this has been, this has been parenting with Bill. But anyway, here's what happened. Um, yes. So, and you know who got caught in hot water with both of these? Spielberg? Someone, yeah, someone we talked about last week, Steven Spielberg, because he was yeah. 
He directed Temple of Doom. And he was actually one of the producers on Gremlins. And he actually talked to his friend who was the head of the MPA, who was the head of the MPAA, saying, you know, why can't we make like a new rating that we could have a PG movie, but put a little hot sauce on it. And like, thus, what was that? And thus they came with PG-13. Because, okay, there was back then there were three ratings. G, PG, and R. Yep. Which, and also X. Um, We're not going to get into that. for kids. PG for families, with slightly older kids. R for adults, and X for the weird sketchy guys who hang out in alleyways. (laughs) Oh, God. Um... It kind of, of reminds me of a Simpsons episode when they have this thing about a burlesque house and they're like, oh, we, so what? Some sketchy people go in there, but this probably goes way beyond Eugene and Rusty and two random guys go, hey, 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 hey. Oh, Eugene and Rusty. They never made uh, an appearance in that show again. But um, I'm sure they did. But anyway. Yeah, so access for Eugene and Rusty. So anyway, um, yes, but, but anyway, yeah, Gr- but Gremlins was one of them. Uh, Gremlins was like, no, because Steven Spielberg did say, yeah, we should to take a PG movie and put some hot sauce on it. And yeah, so I think if Gremlins was released today, it would have been rated PG thirteen. I think so too. I definitely think if it was rated today, it would have been rated that too. And, and plus, I got to do it. Look at him! Look at him! He's so cute. He's so cute. He's so cute. Ah, look at him! What's not to love about Gizmo? I remember there was this one scene before we move on. There was actually this, um, in when Billy is introducing Gizmo to Corey Feldman's character, he's going, cute. And Gizmo's like rolling his eyes. Yeah, I've been told that before. Um, <laughs> And but yeah, you know what? Why hasn't Gizmo with the secret of Magua not come out on HBO Max yet? <laughs> HBO so Max, get on it. Get on that HBO Max. But anyway, yeah, yeah but this was the first these were the first two PG thirteen movies. Well, the first movies to prompt PG thirteen, yeah. This was the first movies to prompt it. But you know what? Another movie should have prompted it. Which movie, movie was that, that Bill? That came out about 10 years prior Ten to these movies. Well, nine years. Are we talking about that movie? The movie that shut down a whole summer activity. It cut off swimming, ladies and gentlemen. Swimming! Nobody went swimming when they saw this movie. When they saw Jaws in theaters. No one went swimming at all. Thanks, no Dad. No one went swimming. We weren't it's, alive it's during true. this time, so we can't speak to the matter, but... And plug for our Jaws movie commentary on our YouTube channel. Check it out. JT, I think we're going to need a bigger boat. I think we're going to need a bigger podcast audience. Shout out to everyone out there. We love you. We all love you. And you know what? To make our audience bigger, tell your friends! Tell their friends! Tell everyone! 
Tell your cats, dogs, and hermit crabs alike that we are on YouTube. And mom was. If those are real, and if you have one, one, you are awesome. And two, and two, tell them. And three, don't feed them after midnight. Um, but, but anyway, but, but Jaws, when we were watching this commentary, a lot of us were sitting there thinking, yeah, how did this movie get away with PG? Like, oh, there's a scene when the shark pops out and eats that little boy. There's blood, there's man. Blood. Yeah, it would have been rated R today, but why wasn't it rated R? That's a better, but it's a bigger question. You know what? With all well, questions come answers. Onward to Google. Google! Free information! Wikipedia. Okay, are you looking at it now? or I'll put it up. Um, but Jaws, we're on the Wikipedia page because we don't want to go to any other websites. Jaws, I don't know why it was why it was rated PG in theaters, but why was it not rated R? That's so crazy. Um... As it says here, I'm going to just read this for a second. Uh, they're on the just for those who are listening to us, we're on the Wikipedia page right now, and we're just talking about how, um, like the audience response to the film and whatnot. Uh, it said, it said, quote, while in theaters, the film has said to have had have caused a single case of cinematic neurosis in a 17 year old female viewer. Cinematic neurosis is a condition where the viewer exhibits mental health disturbances or a worsening of existing mental health disturbances after viewing a film. Hmm, interesting. The symptoms first, first prevented, prevented, presented itself as, as, as sleep and disturbances and anxiety. But one day later, the patient was screaming, shark, shark, sharks, and experiencing convulsions. This case study became notable in the medical community alongside The Exorcist, great movie, for causing stress reactions to its viewers and was later used in a study with Brian R. Johnson, not from ACDC, um, not that guy, but to test how susceptible audiences were to cinematic stress inducers. His study found that stress could be induced by cinema segments to the general population and Jaws specifically caused stress reactions in its viewers. While Johnson could not find an exact cause for the stress in, re- in response in viewers, whether to be the suspense, the gore, the music production, a 1986 study by G. Sparks found that particularly violent, violent films, including Jaws, tended to be the most intense reaction for viewers. So to me, I think given the subject matter of like a shark, you know, trying to a shark, basically a killer shark thing. I mean, you're talking about some seriously scary stuff. But what was the MPA thinking by making this a PG movie that is beyond me, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, it shut down a whole summer activity. Like literally, my dad, plug for my dad. We love you. But my dad was he he was born 1971. He was he was four four or five years old when Jaws when it was big in around the world, right? You think about this for one second, ladies and gentlemen. The fact that this one movie shut down. An entire recreational sport known as swimming. You, if Nobody you, went in the water after this movie. No one went swimming, ladies and gentlemen. No one went swimming after this movie. How we got a PG-13 rating 
is beyond me. A PG rating is beyond me. Excuse me. You know, because a guy eating, because a guy, you know, being by a shark, eaten by a shark and blood coming out. Totally Quint, fine. Like Quint at the very end when he, he the teeth sink into his body and he, and he had to crunch. How you is know that? for kids? Yeah. Yeah, don't worry, kids. Go swimming in the ocean and, get, and can have shark attacks that'll happen. Totally sure. not, that will totally not traumatize you and keep you away from the ocean. For life, but yeah. That will so, so not traumatize you. Like, remember I told you when I first saw it, I was in Cape Cod. And I was about to go swimming. So maybe that wasn't the best thing to do. No, and you saw it, you, you saw it in Cape Cod, of all places, where the movie practically takes place. It's pretty funny. Yeah, my, um, my cousin brought it up. Oh my and God. he's like, you want to watch it? I'm like, sure. sure. <laughs> I'll be honest. I wasn't like terrified. I did end up going swimming, but I kind of walked to the water a little slower. I'm like, oh my God, some shark going to come out and. <laughs> I mean, but the, the thing at the very end of the movie where like, like before the shark actually attacks, you know, uh, what's his face? Brody. We, we did a movie commentary on. And the fact that like the shark is huge it's like 25 feet long it's attacking the boat i mean that's a little fictitious at the same time but you gotta admit that that's pretty for pg i mean that's just scary like that's ridiculous it's terrifying to even process the thought let alone have a movie about it no when i was a kid they actually used to have a jaws ride at universal i remember when they had that too and i remember i think it was like four Oh, uh, okay. And when the shark came out, oh, on a scale of one to ten, guess how scared I was? You were eleven. Yeah, because I was four. I'm like, oh! you're like, oh no, yeah, no, terrible. And it's, then my, it's scary, man. You know, my parents had to sit there and calm me down. Like, it's just a toy. It's just a toy. I mean, it's like, I but but the part that I mean nowadays, I feel like if it was Jaws was released today, it'd be a PG thirteen, hard PG thirteen. But I mean, it, but for blood purposes, for the blood actually coming out of certain people, having the shark like eat people and have blood everywhere, that's terrifying. I mean, I, how could you not make it radar right back in the 70s when it was the 1970s of all time, too? The 80s were one thing, but the 70s? Oh my God. It was the 70s, happened. folks. And there was disco, there was John Travolta, and there was Jaws. <laughs> you know, Let's be real. People didn't go swimming. People didn't like, go swimming because of Jaws. That's how terrifying this movie is. But why did they got a PG-13 rating? I have no idea. That's ridiculous. So, I don't know. That's me. And I loved, even though I didn't see Jaws 2 and I heard it sucked. I heard it was decent, but yeah. I love the tagline, though. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. I'm dead. And that actually is pretty funny. That's... <laughs> but yeah, it's... Yeah, but you know what? If you watched our commentary, I made jokes like when they're out of the boat and the shark just swimming around. Would you guys leave me alone? I'm just going out for my midday swim. I'm not eating anybody. I'm just going out for my midday swim. And then, yeah. Okay, God, sorry. You pushed me to it. Brucey. And then, <laughs> I said fish are friends. People, they're fair game. Um, I mean, and like, hey, hey, I can't eat you guys. My doctor said I got to walk. My shark doctor says I got to watch my weight. My, you know, got to keep up my shark bod. It's a uh, beach season. I mean, if you really think about this for one sec, this thing is a killing 
eating machine. I, I mean, one of the best of lines the, in the movie. Suddenly, the man is like ringing the dinner bell. Yeah, literally. I and just, yeah. He's probably thinking, thank you, dumbass mayor. You gave me a whole buffet. I'm so happy. I know. It's but just, anyway. we, we, we did a lot of, we talked a lot, about, a lot about this in our movie commentary. Check it out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, but you but, know, um, again, I don't know how beyond, it's beyond me that, and this was before Gremlins and Temple of Doom. This is like t- an eight or nine years prior to that. And Spielberg is involved in this again. Again, He's involved it's, it's, in everything. Spielberg might be involved with a lot of different stuff, guys. <laughs> Does Spielberg secretly owns part of the Super Review show? No, he doesn't. Don't worry. Okay. I made sure of that. I made sure of that. Um, yeah, because last week we did our top Spiel- Steven Spielberg movies, and this was on the list. Um, yeah, but yeah, now let's get out of Spielberg world for a minute and. There was a movie that I'm surprised once you think about it. Once you think about it, got away with a PG-13 rating. I mean, got away with a PG rating. Which one was? This is the work of Mr. Tim Burton. Ooh, okay. And, okay, I'll give you a hint. Shake, 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 Sinarda. Shake your body, right? Work, 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 Sinarda. Work it all the time. That's a great song. Yeah. Beetlejuice. 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 Yep. Have you, Do tell, Bill. Have you seen Beetlejuice? I have, but I'd like you to go off on this one. This was before Michael Keaton became the Cape Crusader. Yes, before Michael Keaton became Batman. It's, hey, JT, it's showtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, this movie, I'm surprised this movie got a PG rating. Me too. Like, there is like a there is a scene in which there is a scene, you know, where where the sand work where they get like when Beetle just is haunting the house and their heads are and his head is on like the serpent thing, and it's absolutely terrifying. It is. Or that scene when they bring back Alec Baldwin and the um, I forgot what the woman's character's name was, when he brings them back and they're like melting and their faces are melt and their bodies are just melting away. Yeah. And their bodies are just like melting away. How was this not PG 13? And like, how is this movie not a PG 13 rating? And yeah, I got a funny story about this, JT. Um, Do tell. I was about 10. Yeah, Yes, folks, you're hearing the stories of my youth. Um, anyway, I was about 10 years old, and I was over my... I was over my buddy's house, and we were all, um, you know, I was there with my brother, my mom, my parents, and my, my, my brothers, not my friends, sisters... And we were looking for a movie to watch. We found Beetlejuice. We're like, we want to watch Beetlejuice. I'm like, uh, would you guys want, rather watch Cheaper by the Dozen? Oh, no, we want, we want to watch Beetlejuice. It's pretty scary. And I was okay, but if you have nightmares tonight, don't come crying to me. Um, I told you not to watch it. But watching it again years later, I'm like, I watched this as a kid? Yeah, right? And, a, a, and 
Okay, we just want to say, and we should I should have said this in the beginning, we're not knocking the quality of these movies. No, 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 not at all. We're just saying these movies just got the wrong rating. Yeah. Um, but there's also the but yeah, there's the there's like a lot of sex jokes in here too. Yeah, that could have pushed it a lot more too. And do 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 oh love the score in this movie though. Um, it is a good score. And and you know what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um so this movie was yeah, so you had the you had the um serpent scene, you had the couple melting away, and you're like thinking this movie got away with a PG rating. And you know what? You know how this movie would definitely be PG thirteen today? How? Okay, this was the 80s. Of course. And this was... Standards were different back then. Yes. This movie has the F word in it. It does. You know you know what I'm talking about. I do, I do. But, 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 but please elaborate. That scene when, they, when he was supposed to do something and they said his, three, his name three times back. And then he's like just yelling and he goes, nice fucking model. Yeah. And that's a hard PG-13 right there. Okay. Now, here's what you got to know about about profanity. Back then, you could say the F word and still get away with a PJ and still get away with a PG rating. Yeah. Nowadays, if your movie had the F word, it's now one F word. It's now an automatically PG-13. It's now automatically PG-13. Yes. If okay, oh God, we wish I wish Justin was here tonight. He knows more about this, but I'm gonna give it a I shot. Agree. Go ahead. This is for Doctor Favaro. I guess who this is for? Because it's always for this. It's always for Doctor Matt Hemsley. It's always for Doctor Matt Hemsley. But mainly, this is do- for Doctor Favaro. No offense to Doctor Hemsley, but anyway. Yes, do tell. I think it is, and I could be wrong. I think it's. Two F words as long as, okay, for PG-13, I think you're allowed up to three, maybe four, as long as they're not sexual. Okay. As long as they have nothing to do with sex. Yeah. I think if it's P, if it's R, I think you're allowed maybe two if it, or one if it's a sexual reference. I could be wrong. Okay. Um. Yeah, but but you know you know what annoys me, and we'll get into this a little, a little bit. Movies that are R-rated just for language that just annoys the hell out of me. But I agree. No, because there are more PG thirteen movies that I've said that have more violence in it than R movies, but yet there are movies that get away with just an R rating. That get that that get R rated for the for language. Um. Yeah, but this because you know, aside from the language, I think again, this movie would have been at least PG thirteen today. Oh, totally. Yeah. No offense to Michael Keaton and Tim Burton. But yeah, and by the way, JT, shake, 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 Sinara, shake your body light. But so yeah, um, 
Beetlejuice should have been PG-13. I got some others. Do you got anything in mind? or? It's all you, bud. What do you got? Okay, we're going to look into the world of animation. Okay. Two movies that I thought of. I don't know if you heard of this movie. It's very rarely well known here. It's called Watership Down. What is it called? Watership Down. Okay. I've never I've never heard of this. Go ahead. Okay, this was made in the 70s or the 80s. Oh my Apparently God. there's a Netflix version of it now. Um, even better. This movie is about a bunch of... It's about the fiercest creature in the woods. The killer rabbit? It's about bunnies. Uh, okay. Oh, look at bunnies. Look at these. Rabbits. But anyway, they're trying to... Okay, I haven't seen this movie, but from I've seen a few chunks of it, and I've read about what it's about. Um, they're trying to get to this other part so they can find rabbit chicks so they can mate because they're all dudes. Oh my god, okay, yeah, rabbit sex, you know, for kids, totally. We're, we're, we're family friendly here, don't worry. But then they get with this guy named General Woonwart who is like this. He has like this evil rabbit army and they just they literally kill each other and they show rabbits dying in gruesome ways. That sounds terrifying. And this movie got got away with a PG rating. What year did it come out? Give me uno momento, por favor. Um, it came out in 1978. What? I've never heard of this. And also, you want to know something strange? Because this movie is British made. This movie is made by our good friend in Britain. Um, yes, shout out to all you Brits out there. We all love you, UK folks. You guys are awesome. Yes. This movie was right. Yeah, click on that right there. Click on that. No, 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 no one next to it. This one. Oh, my God. What? What do you see here? Uh, for those of you who are listening, you won't be able to see this. But if you just Google water ship down, it's a bunch of bunnies killing each other. And the, the land is rubbing with blood. Oh, it's terrifying. Okay. Anyway, what I was saying, over in the UK, this movie got rated U. Which is basically the UK equivalent to RG. How? Well, the Brits tend to be a little more lax on things. Um, now, here's what I always admire about the Brits. Here's what I admire about the Brits. Their mentality yeah. when it comes to TV show, and it, you know, when there's like, because if you ever watched British television, they straight up say the F word. They don't bleep it out. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a little bit different over there. Like their mentality is if you don't like it, change the channel. Yeah, exactly. Which is, an, which is something we should adapt over here. But 
their case, their cases, if you don't like it, change the channel. Um, but yeah, this movie was the UK equivalent of G. That is unheard of. That movie, yeah. So anyway, what I was saying about one time the UK, I want to say this was like I don't know three four years ago. Okay. And this actually gained a lot of controversy. Um, this movie aired on Brits Channel Five for Easter Sunday. That's even worse, dude. Why do you say that's even worse? I mean, because you're listening you to see this, but just look at the context of this stuff. It's ridiculous. It's like killer rabbits. You know, the kids are prop. They're probably all saying. So appropriate for Easter. Come on, let's get the kids together. Let's watch it. Exactly. One viewing. One viewing later. I'm like, what was that? Mommy, what happened to the bunnies? Oh my god. But yeah, it's it is so it is so strange that okay, why would you show this movie on Easter Sunday? Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> You know, Channel 5, you kind of suck in UK. UK China, Channel 5, what the hell were you guys thinking? That's a little questionable choice right there. We love our Brit family over there, but still. Yeah, they got a lot of flack for that. I could see that. Do you think the flack was well-deserved? or? I yeah. would say so. I, mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I would say so based on the context of what I'm looking at here. Yeah, so uh, I think this teaches a very important lesson. You know what that important lesson is? Not all bunnies are cute. Yeah. There's, there's just like the tagline for this movie says, all the world will be your enemy, prince of a thousand enemies, and when they catch you, they will kill you, but first they must catch you. That's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying, isn't it? I would. Oh, my God. This is awful. <laughs> This is like absolutely. Yeah, this is questionable. Yeah. Uh, if you have, if anyone listening has really young kids, don't show this to them. Yeah, don't, don't ever. We're, we're a kid friendly show, but don't ever show your kids this. Yeah, because you know, they might be all cute little bunnies. Yeah, like be decent, please. <laughs> like, And. And yeah, so oh yeah, God. I don't know what they were thinking when they gave this a PG rating. I agree, but I agree. Okay, and here's um, another one, and this one we're actually going into the wonderful world of the mouse. Disney, what do we got? One of my favorite Disney animated movies. No, it's not that one. Which one? Hunchback of Notre Dame. We're talking about that? Yeah. What about what happened with this one? Okay, first of all, I haven't talked about this movie on this channel in a while, so it's it's been a while. And oh it's your favorite Disney movie too. Well, I would say it's a toss-up between the one that and the one you absolutely can't stand. Um, oh my god. But go on. Okay. So this movie is based off of the Victor Hugo novel. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And okay, for those of you who are literary snobs, 
You never know, JT. We could have some snobs watching. Um, we might. We might. The book is like much, much, much darker. Okay. Like the book was actually about the corrupting influence of the Catholic Church. Oh, really? Yeah, because here's like some differences between the book and the movie before I get into it. Like Frollo in the book, okay, in the movie, he's portrayed as like the epitome of evil. Okay. In the book, he's more of like a anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Like he has his issues, like like you know, he is more friendly to Quasimodo in the book. Yeah. Because I think in the book, and I could be wrong, it was either in the book or in some stage adaptation. Quasimodo in the book or in that stage adaptation is actually Frollo's nephew. Mm. But in the in the movie, Frollo is cold-hearted, evil. Like, okay, the plot of Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame is Fro- when when um Quasimodo was a baby, he's brought into Paris by his mom and some gypsies, and then they got laid a they laid a there was a trap by Frollo and and the, the mom is trying to run and she's going to and she gets to the cathedral she's like help me help me help me and then Frollo doesn't know what she's hiding he'll give it to me he goes no he takes it pushes her down she ends up breaking her neck and dying Oh. This is all G-rated, by the way, may I remind you. Oh, my God. Okay. And then he goes, what are we? And he hears Quasi crying, a baby. And he looks at him and he goes, a monster. You know what he, you know what he's about to do? What? He is literally about to literally go to a well and drown the baby. Oh, my God. And this is all he, G-rated, Believe this movie got away with a G rating. That's terrifying. And then it's like, okay, with the best opening number in Disney music history, the song The Bells of Notre Dame. There you go. I love this. That fucking choir is fucking amazing. It's, and it's like the, you hear that choir, the, and it's like the, and then, and then the archdeacon stops Frollo. Yeah. And and goes, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "I'm this baby is a demon spawn. I'm sending it back to hell where it belongs." Oh my and, god. And then through a musical number, the the archdeacon says says as your penance. And he goes, "You can you can lie to yourself." And he points to the statues of the saints. And he said, God's watching. And and saying, when you die, I don't think the big man up there is going to look too kindly on this. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to look too kindly on drowning an infant. You I agree. So? No, I, I agree with you on that. Too kindly on that. 
Nope, not at all. And then the archdeacon basically says, as your penance, you must take care of the child and raise him as your own. Oh, my God. And and then he goes, fine, but let him live here in the church. And so Clopan, who is the sort of the narrator, goes, Frollo gave the child a cruel name, a name that means half four. Quasimoto. Apparently, Quasimoto means half formed. Okay. But so then he's stuck up in the bell tower for years. And yeah, but and though I love this movie, it's one of my favorite Disney movies. But watching this, I can't believe this got away with a G rating. Like, okay. And these, first of all, these are mild things. This is the first movie that, the first Disney animated movie that had a swear word in it. Really? It's not a good, it's not a big one. It was damn. When he's he's going through the alphabet, when he's like saying D, going damnation. Oh, I see. And then he's like, that was, it was the first Disney movie to have the word damn in it. That's crazy. And also use of the word use of the word hell. Hmm. And and you know what? And it's not just that. It oh now there's also a lot of violent depictions. Yeah, we just told you, you know, a, a judge who claims to be a religious man was about to was about to commit infanticide, but there and this is not too too bad. Like there is a scene when they're at the festival of fools, mm-hmm. and because Frollo tells Quasi, "No, you're not allowed to go there," and then he sneaks out, yeah. and like they think his face is a mask, but it's real, and he ends up winning. But then the crowd just spontaneously turns on him and starts throwing things at him, and then he's tied to the rope. And they're like just throwing crap at him. And trust me, it's a little unpleasant to watch. Mm. And then Captain Phoebus is like, uh, shouldn't we help him? No. A lesson needs to be made, needs to be learned. And then when Esmeralda, who ends up being for all, who ends up being Quasi's love interest, comes out and cuts the ropes. And then for, and then and then Frollo now has a thing for her. Not just a criminal thing. He, he ha- An older man has a thing for young Esmeralda. Mm. Like, there is a scene, like, when she's in the cathedral, he, uh, and she yells sanctuary so he can't arrest her. He goes, you can't stay in here forever. And he, he grabs her arm, and he goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just imagining a rope around that beautiful neck of yours. And he starts sniffing her hair. Oh my god! Doesn't that sound creepy? Yeah. For how 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 is it G? That's a good question. And then, and then, and then, um, and then, of course, the best villain song in Disney history. It is a song called Hellfire. Hellfire. Like okay, like. 
I will talk, I will backtrack this a little bit. There is a song before it's called Heaven's Light, which is sung by Quasi Moto, and they use the same melody, except Heaven's Light is in a major key and Hellfire's in a minor key. And okay. what I find interesting, because Heaven's Light is singing about how about how about how it quasi is singing about Esmeralda like she's an angel sent from heaven. Frollo's singing about her like she was sent by the devil. Like throughout like the song like it starts off with the confetator, which those who don't know it's the opening prayer of the Catholic Mass and it's in Latin. Mm-hmm. And then he's singing Beata Maria, meaning the Virgin Mary, singing about how he's a good and righteous man. Yeah. And then he and then he goes and he's singing about how he's tempted by Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. And and then um okay, this part scared the sh- probably scared the shit out of children. And then and he goes leading me to sin. And then out of nowhere, a bunch of hooded, faceless monks pop out. And listen, this is probably like minor thing compared to everything else. But I no. guarantee you when children saw that, they were scared shitless. I'm sure they were. Like Quasimodo, no, Frodo was like, it's not my fault. And the and the choir like, eat all that is like singing back to him in Latin. I'm not to blame. And then he goes, and then they're like singing back to him. But it is the gypsy girl to which you said this from me, no man. And then, and then he says, and in the end of the song, he says, he says, destroy Esmeralda and let her face the fires of hell. Mm-hmm. You know, for kids. Yeah, right, kids. Or else let her be mine and mine alone. Mm. And like, and like, yeah, there's, it's, I can't, what would, I know I've said this a lot, but what was Disney and the MPAA thinking slapping a G on this? No idea. Maybe because it was animated? Where Where we saw, um, well, we saw Mufasa getting killed, so that's gonna. This is nothing compared to that. Oh yeah, totally. So we can probably just get away with anything. And but any but and you know, there's also a there's also a um a scene when Phoebus, who is Frollo's captain of the guard and Esmeralda's real love interest, does. Mm-hmm. Ask Quasimodo to go with him to find her, and they go to the gypsy thing, and a bunch of these gypsies come out, and they have like their these skeleton heads, and Clopan, who is like the narrator, is singing this song called "The Court of Miracles," mm-hmm. and the end of the song is it, here in the Court of Miracles. It's a miracle if you ever give out, get out, and they're about to hang Phoebus and Quasimodo. Oh my god! And and then of course there's the yeah, I'm sorry I'm going on and on about this, but there's a but when Frollo finds him and she and he's about to execute Esmeralda, 
and Quasi is literally tied up in the bell tower. Yeah. And Quasi and Frollo, being the creepy bastard he is, goes, 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 you know, the time has come, Gypsy, but you know what? I can still save you. Going, I can save you from this, from the fires of this world and the next. In other words, just fuck me and I won't kill you. No. That's the translation there, folks. Have sex with me and we're good. We're going off tonight, ladies and gentlemen. What was that? We're going off tonight. <laughs> That's not creepy at all, is it, JT? No, of course not. Sarcastic. An older speak. man going after, I don't know how old Esmeralda is supposed to be. Tell them to basically have sex with him. That's ridiculous. Totally not creepy. No, not at all. And then, and then, um, and then Quasimodo breaks out of the bell tower, sees Esmeralda, and is yelling, Sanctuary! And the crowd's like, yeah. so like, Sanctuary! And, and then Frollo, and then Quasi thinks Esmeralda has died, and Frollo is there to comfort him. And then yeah. Frollo kick, quasi takes Frollo's stores, takes Frollo's sword and tries to kill him. And then Esmeralda's alive. Frollo takes the sword, and then and then he's like trying to kill them, and and then he and then this is like the thing that reveals everything when he goes, you know, you had I know you would save her. Just like your mother did when she tried to save you. Okay, throughout the movie, though, Frollo kind of lied to Quasimodo and said that his mother abandoned him, which was in the book, actually. Like, Frollo did act, Quasi's mom in the book abandoned him. That was in the book. Um, but anyway, he says, and he goes, what? And he goes, I'm now going to do to you what I should have done 20 years ago. Remember, he was going to drown him. Remember that? Yeah. And and what's so symbolic is how Frollo dies. The place mm-hmm. is burning down. Yeah. And his last words, he's about to kill Quasi and Esmeralda. And his words are, and he shall smite the wicked and throw them into the fiery pit. And he basically loses his balance and he falls down in the flames. You get the symbolism there. Oh yeah, that he's burning in hell. Yeah, but yeah. Sorry, I went through a whole doctoral thesis on this movie. But anyway, it's all good. This movie got away with a with a G rate, not a PG, a G rating. One of the few movies I can think of with a G rating. This movie got away with a G rating. That's crazy. Like. Okay, listen, the minor swearing like damn and hell, I don't really care. Right. I really don't care. But you had a someone who was about to again drown an infant. Yeah. After killing his mother. Yeah, it's not PG thirteen. What's going on? <laughs> and and you know, a old dude who is wants to have wants to bang a you know 18, 19, 20 year old. Nothing that's so family friendly, isn't it? 
Oh, it's the best, right? You know, I would want five-year-olds watching that. Yes, totally. You, 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 you love to see it. Okay, you know, you know what? It makes sense. Now I know why they put the stupid gargoyles in there now. Oh, my God. Because they wanted to lighten up for the kids. But if you think that's dark, the ending of the book is much, much darker. Wow. Here's the quick version. They Stop all no, die. Stuff. Frollo, Esmeralda, Quasimodo, they all die. Oh, my God. That's I'll terrifying. go into details off air, but... Yeah, it's fine. They die at the end. All of them. That's crazy. And... And... Yeah, I don't know what people would think when they think, hmm, let's adopt Victor Hugo Hunchback of Notre Dame as a Disney movie. But... Beyond my comprehension. No, and trust me, I love this movie. One of my favorites, but... Yeah. But, again, why would you rate this movie G? This should have been at least, at least PG. Yeah. At the very least, it should have been at least PG. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Yeah. Okay, you know how I kept saying... How I kept... How I ranted about movies that are R-rated for language. Yeah. This is one that really shouldn't have been rated R. It's a movie called The King's Speech. Oh, yeah. That's, this is, yeah. This is only very brief what I'm going to talk about, but... Let's make this the last one of the night, too, because I got, I got to get up tomorrow morning and go to work. Okay. So, But The King's Speech, a great movie, by the way. But go on. Yeah, it's about... The King of England, King George, who has yeah. a stuttering problem. And he gets a speech coach to help him. And to help him with stuttering. And yeah. this movie is only rated R for one scene. Okay. And he asks him, you know, in the scene, he goes, Do you know how to swear? He said, Do you know shit? He goes, shit. He goes, and then he goes, you know, fuck, he goes, fuck, 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 fuck. It's, he says it four times. Like, okay, your movie's now R-rated. That's odd. I mean, because you would think, because you would think about this for a sec. If it has one F-bomb, then it would be PG-13. But if it's more than one, then it makes it R? Yeah, I think if it's like one or two that are related to sex. Yeah. Then they are rated. And this had nothing to do with sex. But, and again, what pisses me off is you have movies like, again, you know, sharks freaking eating people into, into waters of blood. Yeah. And that's they get PG. away with PG ratings. Again, I understand different time. But still. And you get like a lot of these like PG thirteen movies that have more violence than R rated movies that get away with a PG thirteen rating, but yet someone who says the F word four times R rating. It's not really. It's it's actually a really good movie too. It's really powerful. And what planet does this make sense on? No, it's it, it shouldn't. I mean, it, it should have been PG. It should have been a really really hard PG thirteen because of the language. That's all it is. You know, they actually re-released the movie to a PG-13 cut. I didn't know that. But you know how they did that? How? They took that scene. They only he they only had him say fuck once, and the other three fucks were shits. Oh, uh, 
See, that's if if they didn't if they did that in the theatrical release, the original one, it probably would have been PG thirteen. Yeah, because they wanted, but you know, they actually had a very good reason for doing that, though. Why was that? Because they wanted to. They wanted to have the audience to be, you know, they wanted this to attract young people who had who were struggling with stuttering. Yeah. Who were struggling with stuttering and um and speech impediments. Mm -hmm. They wanted this movie to inspire them. Interesting. Okay. And people, if we have anyone out there who stutters or speech impediments, he was king of England. And he, he stuttered. Was the, he was the king of England. And you know who else had who who had a stuttering thing growing up? Who? The president of the United States, Joseph R. Biden. Wow, that's right. I forgot about that. He had a stutter problem. Not getting political here, but he had a stuttering issue growing up. Yeah. So it happens to everyone. But he they put a PG thirteen rating on this so they could have young people. So they could have young people, you know, show up to the theater, show up to the theater. So, yeah, that but, you know, this is a thing that really annoys me when you have movies that are so violent, they get PG-13 ratings. But yet something like this, we're just saying the F word four times. Boom. R rating. Like it's questionable. Like, why was saying like, I'll give you another example, like the movie Venom in which Venom freaking eats people. Gets away with a PG-13 rating. Yeah, I was surprised at that. And by the way, on a side note, because I know you want to get going here. Venom should have been rated R. They should. They should not have toned it down. No, they definitely should have. You're right. They should have let Venom be Venom. But that's a whole nother rant for a different day. Um, That's a conversation for another time. And about, you know, four bottles of tequila. Um, There you go. Okay, so anything else? Are you uh, or in the words I of am, Dragons? There's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say here, my guy. I want to thank Bill as always for doing this with me. Bill, you are the bomb. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. And by the way, you have a podcast. Don't forget to check out the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network, in which I'm going to be. And don't forget to talk about my vlog. Don't forget to check out my vlogs, which I am finishing up the ESPN series, The Captain. Yes. And also, couple weeks, busy season starts. So, yeah, don't get ready. Football's to, football, coming up. When football season starts, don't forget to check out all of our exciting football shows, such as Thursday Night Gridiron, which is on Thursdays, I think around seven, we're doing it. And, Don't forget to check out the Sunday Sideline Report on Sundays at 10, both on our YouTube channel, Sports Insanity Network. And don't forget to check out wherever the Sports Insanity Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. They do such a good job over there. I I give I'm lucky that I can even call myself a fan of theirs. They're just nothing short of incredible over there. We love them. Go Sports Insanity Network. You guys, they go insane, so you don't have to. Exactly. I don't want to thank you. I want to thank you, of course, for watching and listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight. Uh, but uh, for all of us here at the Superview Show, I'm the J Man, and we're Bill. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for an episode of Mixed X. So stay I safe. Think you man. won't be here next week. Oh, that's right. Oh my God. 
So uh, sorry, everyone. I completely forgot. Bill is going to do the show next week because me and my lovely girlfriend, Molly, will be going to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers next Wednesday night. So Bill is all by himself next week, well, but not all by himself. He has I'm a special guest. Some, in the words of John Lennon and Paul McCartney, we're gonna have. I'm going to have a little help from my friends. Yes. He's um, going to have a very, very good help on the channel here. Um, My friend, our very dear friend, Dr. Justin Favara will be here. Yes. And um, possibly, I'm not 100% sure yet, but um, my friend Allie, you might remember her from our top 10 SpongeBob episodes. Yes, go Allie. We miss you. We're They're both going to be on. We're going to be doing the top 10, and um, I'm not giving away too much detail. Not yet. Except I'll give you this one hint. Um, we are doing a top 10 of a TV show. Yes. But it's not going to be SpongeBob. It's something that's going to be a little more for grownups. Yes, it's a grown-up top 10 show. But don't worry, so, they, they, they'll do it next week. No worries. All right, guys. We'll, so, I'll see you next week. Yes. And then like the week so, after, I won't be here. So, JT, this is the last time for two weeks that we're going to be together. Oh my God! How are we gonna survive without each other? No, we're gonna have to wait till not next week, but the week after. But the week after that, we're oh. not gonna be together again till the thirty first. How but are we gonna survive without each other? But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we're back together. We'll be hitting it back out with mixed bag, and we'll see you guys then. Don't worry. So for all of us here at the Super.